0: This podcast is supported by JBS International Incorporated through a grant award from the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, with 0% finance with non-governmental sources. The contents are those of the author and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government. For more information, please visit HRSA.gov. Welcome into episode two. I recently had the chance to sit down with Kim Nesbitt. Kim is a public health analyst in the Royal Strategic Initiatives Division of the Federal Office of Rural Health Policy at the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA. We got to talk about her work and in particular, a bit about Disparity Impact Statements, or DIS. After witnessing disparities in healthcare throughout her professional and personal life, Kim is an advocate of the underserved. She's passionate about health equity and initiated the implementation of the behavioral health disparities impact statements in some of the RCOR grant programs. She writes about this in her recent RCOR staff spotlight housed on the RCOR TA portal. Here she is talking a bit more about her background prior to coming to HRSA and what her work entails now.
1: I came from SAMHSA, where I worked on, on the state opioid response grant. So I had a background in working with substance use disorder, but certainly the prevention arm was where I first began doing a lot of the SUD work. And so of course it aligned right with the R core programs. And but I worked at a state level. And so I did encounter a lot of rural communities in the various states that I worked with, but that gave me a sense of some of the challenges that were already being experienced in rural communities. So right now I'm the program coordinator for the cycle stimulant support grant program. So coming from SAMHSA, that was like the first project I took on. So some focus groups had been done to determine that there was already a, already a need to address stimulant use disorder and that there's been a rise or increase in the use of stimulants. So I did initiate and work on that funding opportunity. And so that's where I began to, again, see some of the other things that might be incorporated. And essentially, that was the first program that the disparities impact statement was included
0: in. So as you can tell, Kimon Dowley brings a lot of experience to the Arcore project. As you heard at the tail end, we're segueing into discussion on disparities impact statements. This initiative launched from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, who released a report known as the HHS Disparities Action Plan. The plan was originally published in April of 2011 and is labeled the most comprehensive federal commitment to date for reducing and eventually eliminating disparities in health and healthcare. Through the HHS Disparities Action Plan, the Department of Health and Human Services provides a coordinated framework for departmental agencies and offices to streamline and institutionalize programmatic and policy efforts, as well as promote integrated approaches and evidence-based programs so that all Americans have the chance to live the healthiest lives possible. To begin addressing this issue, our core grantees are required to develop a behavioral health disparities impact statement. Their DIS includes overarching strategies to reduce behavioral health disparities in their target rural service areas. It includes a plan to continuously monitor and measure the project's impact on health disparities to inform process and outcome improvements. Their consortium will follow the five stages of the strategic prevention framework as they develop and implement their DIS. Now we'll go back and hear from Kim where she will start with some additional background on the DIS, discuss how it weaves into the R-Core work, and conclude with some resources and additional guidance.
1: You'll see the HHS wide guidance around it. Then oftentimes, you know, as things happen, we shift. And so it, it seems like since there's again a focus on health equity across the HHS, we're seeing it more and more. And certainly the Office of Minority Health has some specific guidance out there around disparities, impact statements. But I do think each optive takes those core values and then see what works best for them. For the disparities impact statement, how we're looking at it is utilizing the strategic prevention framework, which um, like like I would need to pull it up to know all the five categories, but it goes from assessment to evaluation. And so it's a stepwise approach into looking at your community and the disparities that are, you know, those underserved populations are experiencing. So you may have multiple populations, subpopulations, and this tool is meant to help you identify and then take steps to begin addressing those disparities. Unless we begin to address every population, there won't be an end to substance use disorder. You can't truly remove, you have to remove the barriers from everyone in order to remove the needle. So if we continue to focus on the people that show up, then those people that are not showing up, that doesn't mean they don't have a a problem. That doesn't mean that there is, they're not experiencing the same challenges, but it's bridging access, making things accessible to them so that they may be able to take, take part in some of the resources that are available rural communities are unique in that they already have a lot of challenges whether it's internet whether it's transportation but then you put that on top of the fact that you may also be experiencing disparities within that particular rural space then it's even more of a challenge for that person to get services so that's the importance of the disparities impact statement one of these steps in the process is implementation so once you've assessed and determined that this is your subpopulation, and you you then are going to look at how might you address this population. And that then encompasses maybe utilizing some of the, the national class standards, because certainly those are developed to hit some of those key social determinants of health. And so you can then say, okay. We we're looking at the class standards. What class standards can we utilize to serve this population? To me, the the strategic prevention framework is really a stepwise approach. So if you walk through the steps, you're gonna first assess your population, you're gonna get to planning with your consortium, engaging those people that are in the communities. And and once you do identify a subpopulation. Is that subpopulation representative? We hear all the time, nothing about us without us. So same in this work. If we've been unsuccessful in reaching these people and they haven't been coming, so why don't we engage them? Then you can ask them, what works? What would bring you to the table? What would you want to see? That's where we get to the implementation. And then you then definitely want to support your disparities impact statement, not reinventing the wheel, not asking you to write a new survey, but what data is available in your communities. If that's health department data, if that's, you know, just an assessment that has already been done in your community, if that's some data from your your schools that you may have, like the YRBS or a tool your community uses, whether that's law enforcement and asking them for some of their data, health department, I could go on, but but that certainly would help you say, okay, this data supports the direction that we're going in.
0: And there you have it. Kim does an excellent job breaking down the various components of the disparities impact statement process. For grantees looking for additional support in completing your DIS, please work directly with your TEL and PO. Additional guidance is also available in the various documents that we'll link to in this episode section located in the ArcCorp podcast content hub on the ArcCorp TA portal. We appreciate Kim taking the time today and we appreciate you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.